2: Madam Vice President. You
0: want to hang out with us? And get your vaccine. 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 And
1: so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will.
3: Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. For C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics we have breaking news this morning. Per our last conversation on Thursday, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City former cast member Jenny Wen has been fired from the show as of about she 10 minutes ago. Oh they wow. They
0: listened to
2: the app. <laughs> Bravo listened to our episode and they heard that it was the only way forward.
3: Only path forward. The statement reads, Bravo has ceased filming with Jenny Wen and she will no longer be a cast member of The Real Housewives of New York City. We recognize we failed to take appropriate action on her offensive, once her offensive social media posts were brought to our attention. Moving forward, we will work to improve our processes to ensure we make better informed and more thoughtful casting decisions, which to me suggests they knew about this before last week, right?
2: That sounds to me like they've definitely known for a while.
0: Maybe somebody knew, but they like caught. they didn't think it was that serious.
2: That person's dumb.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know what,
2: <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what that person what world they were living in, if they've ever gone online. That um, person before. needs to get fired too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Um. the posts were really, really bad, so, yeah. yeah. And
3: we were just talking about, they weren't from, like, I mean, Millie, you said, you know, this is a universe, and Jenny could not, if I were black and a cast member of Atlanta or Potomac, I would not want to be around her, you could not make me be around her for mm-hmm. work, and it was just, in no world was it gonna
0: work out. Well, I think Candace from Real Housewives of Potomac wrote, kind of a confusing, but, like, basically, like, interesting. Like a statement yesterday or something or earlier this morning that was like, I know what it's like to have your words taken out of context and there needs to be growing and stuff. But it's also like she doesn't need this platform to do it and she doesn't need this platform to like change or grow. Like she can she can learn she can do all the education and all that shit off camera and Bravo doesn't 100%. need to 100 percent. And I'm like, yeah, I agree.
2: I agree with that, too, because it's like I do feel like people do uh, like always come to it where people say things along the lines of, you know, well, where is the redemption and what if isn't this an opportunity for her to grow? And it's mm-hmm. like, yes, and she's mm-hmm. she can be redeemed and she can grow, but she doesn't get to do it on TV anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's such a
3: contrast from like some of our. Our lawmakers where it's like, you can say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. You can say the nastiest Holocaust denial. You can say all of that, that is your right in this country. But I don't want to pay your salary with my tax dollars. You don't get to be, well, apparently you do get to be a member of Congress. But at this
0: point. But also, it's like, well, you know, it's something we talk about all the time, where it's like, yeah, you can be the person that says whatever you want and does whatever, or you can be the person that makes money and you can be right. and like you can be that person yeah you have she no one's saying that she can't post that crazy shit on facebook True. but you can't post that crazy shit on facebook and be on sunday every <laughs> on bravo every sunday at a pool house yes. in zion
3: the only person who can't post whatever they want on instagram is millie
0: tamaris <laughs> which is the real issue <laughs> thank you Amanda. Yeah.
3: <laughs> i was able to l- link up with somebody who works there and they said they filed an internal report
0: okay great thank you so much Much you're welcome but i don't know thank you
3: thank you very much (laughs) the person that that reached out uh the meta employee that is trying to to solve this for us but gosh millie a week without instagram
0: it's been you know and i'm not even listen i'm not even someone who would have thought myself to like like Instagram or join, you know, I'm not somebody who posts a lot of posts, all the, but then yeah, the stories, I mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I'm listening to this song. And I feel like I would have loved to share what song I'm listening to or I had a show the other day, lo- and somebody was "I love was your like, stories." Thank you. Your somebody stories like, really
3: add value to my Instagram
0: experience. Yeah, thank you. Break it up from <laughs> the other monotony. <laughs> yeah. No, somebody was like, "Oh, did you still have your show today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's over." And they're like, "Damn, I was gonna come." Oh, but so like, that's so fucked up. People, people do look at it to like, "Oh, what is she?" You know. So it, it fucking sucks.
2: Well, it is kind of, especially for comedian or anyone who's like a performer, it's kind of like shutting down your personal website. Because for me, I do kn- like, I know when I go on other podcasts or when I'm trying to promote anything, most of the time I give my Instagram and I say, anything you need to know about me, you're gonna find it on my Instagram. Yeah. So, I mean, it is actually a big deal it, it for really me is. to have her Instagram it shut really down. It really is. It, it is. it's mean, an
3: injustice. It shows you how much <laughs> control these these tech companies have over entire (laughs) industries and livelihoods. I mean, since we're talking about, I mean, like, let's look at, like, Instagram has recently shifted. It wants to be TikTok. So now it's really prioritizing reels. Like, you might look at your Instagram feed and you're only seeing reels. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe you love that, which is fine. But for the past couple of years, Instagram has been about static posts. So you have built a business model mm-hmm. over creating static images to share information. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Instagram is like, no, 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 no. You all have to be cute little short form video performers. <laughs> yeah. And it just entirely, it just, it, it can collapse entire industries. And like, if you can't access your platforms, you can't access income. It's so fucked up. It's
0: literally fucked up. And also like, yeah, it's just Twitter does not work the same way where I can be like I'm having a show later or I'm doing this. Like it's just not that platform. And also, really built
3: the platform. Yeah, I
0: almost was gonna screenshot it because when I tried to log in the other day, it's like your account's been disabled. You can file an appeal. I did the appeal thing, but there was a whole like section about eating disorders on the Instagram like health platform, like eating disorders in you, and like huh. basically remember a few months ago when they were talking about like they're gonna. To yeah. regulate like all this shit for teens like yeah it's like this one fucking page like in the back of the yeah. where you go when you have an appeal about something mm-hmm. you can get information about eating disorders i guess yeah,
2: every teen's favorite part of instagram <laughs> exactly buried deep in the help page
0: yeah <laughs> like exactly.
3: what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I feel this like this takes us into our next conversation. I mean, our opener is, uh, you know, famously, where C-SPAN meets the group chat, but for the top of the show, it's just going to be the group chat, fam, because... <laughs> Uh, you know, every now and then on the podcast, we we take a moment to sort of zoom out from the day to day pandemic updates, the vaccination rates, the mass mandates, the fighting over the mass mandates, the economic recovery reports to just sort of like stew and how much this sucks. And I am having a very hard time resisting that this week, despite all of my privileges. Mm-hmm. The country just it feels like it's in a collective post holiday. I called it an extra spicy seasonal depression the sense of renewal that comes with the new year, it's gone. I feel like it was here for a couple days, and it just feels especially tenuous this year. There are signs that the Omicron wave is waning, but all month, everybody's been sick. Millie, you've been sick. Uh, mm-hmm. At least you've had to isolate and you've had friends be sick. Your shows have been impacted. There's been workplaces shortages everywhere. There's been supply chain issues, which just like causes delays and makes us impatient and not our best, most not our best selves with each other, like when we need each other to uh, be our best. Our listeners are probably like, Amanda, you should have just scheduled therapy for this hour.
0: (laughs) Well, I just got out of therapy. You can do both. good. Good.
3: It's just, um, I don't know. I feel like this will be, like, we don't do it that often, but sometimes it's like, wow, it's really been almost two years of this. And I don't know. I just know I've been feeling lately, like, my hope for a normal... I don't really have it anymore and it's like kind of I'm kind of like mourning it and grieving it in a way that I've been procrastinating about. I don't know. What what do you guys think it is that's been really challenging about this month?
2: I feel like this pandemic winter hit different than the last one. The last one was very hard, but we kind of knew, I think, going into it. True. That we were headed into pandemic winter and so it was like It was a depression that was kind of prepared for in a way. And I think the all the jerking around of Omicron and the new rules and the returning to old rules and the mandates and the removal of the mandates and the this and the that it just has made this situation. It's like every time you feel like you get your footing on it, it changes out from under you again. And so I think. That is why this pandemic winter feels different and terrible in its own special way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like last winter also, I mean, people were just starting to get
3: vaccinated. But, like, also last winter, like, there was a sense of still feeling lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's like, I, I know I can't go anywhere. And everybody is doing everything they can. Like, well, that that was still Trump. But I guess... Uh, now it's like we've just we've we've hit we've had this incredible technological advance. We did all the things that we were supposed to do, and we're we're still in this very like isolated, upsetting position. And I I know I personally have like never I've just procrastinated adapting my life to just always being at home and not going out much. I just mm. sort of have been like this will be over eventually, and mm. I haven't really worked into my routine yeah. things that alleviate. I'm a Taurus.
2: So I'm astrologically inclined to that lifestyle. Yeah. But- <laughs> I,
0: <yeah. laughs> that is not me at all, Amanda. No. So I, <laughs> I totally feel that. I feel like, you know, the pandemic winter last year, it, it was difficult and it was like yeah. severe, but it also there was this glimmer of hope that, you know, you know, oh, when Biden's president or, like, all this stuff and everyone's going to get vaccinated. Yeah, now that he's here. And, every, and this mm-hmm. is just, like, now he's here. We've seen so much obstruction. It seems like Republicans are getting away with everything they've ever wa- even more than what they've wanted than was with yes. when Trump was, you know, like, like the Roe v. Wade thing is, like, they've been working for that for 40 years. And, you know, the, the filibuster stuff is so fucking depressing. And, yeah, like, I feel like it just, it does, you know, it just, it's, it's important. I know it's like tough because like we don't want to be bleak, but I think it's important to like make space for that. And to say like, it's okay that we feel this way. If we didn't feel this way, we would not be in touch with reality, taking space, sitting in it. And then also just like being proactive about things that refresh me. And, you know, that's what I realized too, is that like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I just need to like spend all day in a fucking spa and just unplug. And like, you know what? I I this like burnt outness is usually reserved for like July or for me. Exactly. It's it's, scary. January 20 something. So I'm like, I'm booking a vacation and Mm -hmm. you know, we're gonna have fun and you know, just trying to get back those those things and just doing our best. I think that's all we can do. Um, so yeah, yeah. that's all I I
2: painted a wall last night oh. that I kind of didn't intend to paint, but I said a solid color. Wall. Or did you just like do a I a, we so a, we a
0: have this
2: um it was we added to we painted an additional part of my living room that nice. had not been painted, but I painted it the same color as the rest mm-hmm. of my living room. It took twenty five minutes, but it did it was a good project for healing. Yes, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as you as you we were saying, Millie, I feel like especially like
3: because our jobs also relate to the news and stuff, it's like we're not getting any complete si- complete cycles where we have success in a beginning, a middle of an end. We haven't had no we keep cycling through the voting rights bill. We talked about this alley yesterday, the voting rights bill, the build back better. And we're not ever ending up with anything like satisfying. We're not getting any resolutions. And we just keep going through these cycles. We're not getting any satisfying resolutions with like the pandemic. Like I think mm. you need resolutions, circle the moments bit? in life.
2: I know the bipartisan know.
3: infrastructure bill. <laughs> I guess I don't know for some reason my serotonin is like meh.
2: Yeah, it's not. Mm, it is a big a deal little... and, I, and I
3: hate to like downplay that. But you know the way the I mean these other things like suck up suck up all the energy. But yeah, I think like you said, Millie, it is important to make space for it because. You know, I have friends and people I know who ask me, like, how do you do that every day? How do you mm. do four times a week? You do, like, a 30 to 40-minute show on the news? It's really, really hard. <laughs> it is. extremely hard. Um, <laughs> it is not easy. And it gets very hard. I'm happy to do it. But, like, anybody who seems like this is not affecting them and they are somehow able to keep their shit together is definitely, like, <laughs> screaming. Screaming on the inside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I just remember... Akilah who's a a, a friend of mine like friend of Elisa's too when she was doing what a day pod for Crooked Media she constantly talked about how being so in touch with the news seeing seeing COVID months before you know like just being updated on that like just really like was difficult for her and for her mental health so like I you know I got to remember because like it feels like I'm cheating or something because I'm I'm not a journalist, you know, t- like professionally or anything. But it's just like, yeah. But I do have to stay somewhat in touch yeah. with the news. <laughs> I have to be on social media, and it's just like, fucking fuck. It's bleak. <laughs> Some sometimes I know.
3: Well, that's that's why we do a pop culture Thursdays.
2: <laughs> pop culture Thursdays is like the crowning <laughs> achievement. I so know. I, I know. am looking ahead in our outline, and I do love what we are going to talk about. I got a serotonin boost from this. Okay,
0: exactly. but I just gotta also mention that the pop <laughs> culture Thursdays or that this person said a racial slur off.
2: That is true. <laughs> That is true. Damn. We have some levity today. Jenny Wynn calling for the... <laughs> no, it's oh, lighter God. because it's a celebrity that did it and not, like, our oh, actual sorry, president yeah. or, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Or, like mm-hmm. the governor of Texas. Yeah,
3: people just were like, oh, 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 this sounds like a fun pop culture podcast. And I listened to some Thursday because I already started for this Thursday. Like, Peter Dinklage is rightfully mad about Snow White because he's like, do we really need to have a fairy tale with seven dwarves? That's true. (laughs) Taylor Swift is like, is talking to the president of Chile. So to get to something that did give our neurotransmitters a little punch up last night, which you probably expected us to talk about right off the top instead of getting into our deep emotions,
0: was (laughs) (laughs) I
3: know people are like, ah, they're gonna do the son of a bitch right at the beginning, and we're like, (laughs) ah, but as we said, you have to make space. You got to make space. But of course, exactly. Something that gave our neurotransmitters the punch up that they needed last night was President Biden calling Peter Ducey of Fox News a stupid son of a bitch. After reporters were ushered out of a brief presidential appearance at the East Room yesterday, Fox News Peter Doocy shouted Biden a question about inflation, specifically asked if Biden worried inflation would hurt Democrats' midterm chances. And Biden said in response, he said, um, I don't have the clip of it because we've all heard it a bunch of times, but he made like a funny joke. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. More inflation. What an asset it would be. And then um, he said, stupid son of a bitch, right into the microphone. Now, when I saw this happen immediately after, I was a little like, oh, no, I didn't know how the reaction, if it would be favorable towards Joe Biden or not favorable, but I gotta say, extremely favorable. People seem to love this from him. <laughs>
2: Literally. Well, it's so funny because it reminded me of Obama-era Joe Biden. Because mm-hmm. that's how Joe Biden like came into my understanding. It's a big really fucking was, deal. It was, it's a big fucking deal in the hot mic. Yeah. Um, And so... It really reminded me of that version of Joe Biden, which I think was a version of Joe Biden that people actually did really like. And it's just so funny. The, like, I feel like his current... Like, the way we see him now is so different than the, like, wily Uncle Joe Vice President Biden that we had for eight years. Like, I remember... I used to love the Onions Joe Biden <laughs> coverage during under Obama. Like, um, they always characterized him as, like... <laughs> just <laughs> like a criminal who was on the run like
0: <laughs> I
2: remember that I remember one headline that I always remember was um, Joe Biden says we're better off than we were 4 years ago but nothing beats the summer of 69. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was so perfect and it was like it's like how Leslie Nope is like in love with Joe Biden as a character trait in Parks and Rec and it I think the reason it resonated right with people is that that is what people actually like from him are like hot mic moments where he's caught swearing <laughs> totally. <laughs> and not the like no malarkey thing, which is a watered down fake version of that.
0: Mhm. Right. Sometimes people are sons of bitches are stupid such yeah. bitches and and you know what like I you know he people were Kind of annoyed that he apologized. I was a little bit like. okay, so it is unclear. He
3: he did not say sorry, apparently. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) let's let's listen to the clip. As of this morning, I wrote in our outline that Biden apologized. That's what I read. But if you listen to the full, I don't know, Fox News might be trying to not give Joe Biden credit for apologizing. But last night, Deucey went on Sean Hannity and explained what happened when Biden called him about an hour after that moment. Let's listen to a clip.
1: Uh, Within about an hour of that exchange, he called my cell phone and uh, he said, it's nothing personal, pal. And we went back and forth and we were talking about uh, just kind of moving, moving forward. And I made sure to tell him that I'm always going to try to ask something different than what everybody else is asking. And uh, he said, you've got to. And that's a quote from the president, so I'll keep doing it. All right, I want to be your negotiator here. And I would like to negotiate a 20 minute sit down with you and Biden one on one. I think that would be, you know, I'm a Christian, I believe in forgiveness. Okay, did he apologize? Uh, he cleared the air and I appreciated it. We had a nice call. <laughs> Jeez, that's not an answer. Did he apologize? That doesn't sound like an he apology. Said, he he said it's nothing personal, pal. Uh, and I pal. told him that I okay, appreciated pal. him reaching out. Hey, hey, John. What do we think?
2: I don't think that the words I'm sorry were said, but it seems like Peter Deucey's okay. Listen. Yeah, I kinda I kinda love if he didn't apologize. <laughs> I do love that. It's nothing personal pal is funny well yeah. i
0: mean i think i think that this is actually the best approach because sean Hannity's trying to sensation you can hear sean Hannity's trying to sensationalize it and be like he didn't this or this and that or we need to like trying to make it a bigger deal and even peter was just like hey man like it's chill like and it's just it's true what you were saying earlier amanda like trump would never do this like and even Peter was I think Peter acknowledged like, hey, you know I have to ask questions that are different, but I think he means stupid. Like he's like, you know I'm always gonna ask stupid questions and then Biden's like, you have to, it's fine. You know, like Oh, but- that's such a
3: good read, Millie. That's so yeah. true. Like that's that's so true. Like the you have to I mean Ducey probably like, maybe even did take that as a like Oh yes, he knows that he recognizes my journalistic responsibility. But Joe Biden, you're yeah. so right. Definitely meant like you. You have to do that because you're a stupid son of a bitch. Well, yeah,
2: yeah and but you also, work for stupidsonofabitch.com. So yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Trump would never like you know how fucking mean he was to so many journalists, and he would never call and apologize and like clear the or just be like him. No, it's I mean, not personal. I'm sorry. Like
2: he targeted. female journalists of color multiple times called them idiots. Disabled journalists?
3: Before you even got elected? Oh my god. Uh,
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's like, it it is very funny to, it's one of those things where it's like, not a real uh, not a real controversy when you consider where we're coming from, because like literally trump would stand in front of a working helicopter and be like fuck all of you and then like get on like you're you should be killed and then get onto a helicopter and then they'd be like you (laughs) want to say sorry absolutely not yeah no and then he would be like under no circumstances will i ever apologize (laughs) so it's just funny to even consider like that joe biden saying this would be. listen sometimes when they
3: go low we have to go we have to go low we have to go low and you know when what when they go
2: low mm-hmm. we go middle
0: mm-hmm. yeah middle that's it. <laughs> I don't Mid. think we should Mid. go Mid. high because sometimes no. I'm like Michelle Obama sorry dog I don't want to go high if someone calls me a slur or something I'm not going to be like ah uh, it's okay I, no but you know i would be like hey I probably shouldn't whatever like it's not personal you go middle
3: if you, yeah it's not what personal what you shouldn't have done is say it on a hot mic like I don't think he regrets saying it. I think to me, what is very satisfying about it is especially watching Joe Biden try to um, negotiate in good faith with actual Republicans. You know, I do sometimes forget that he's a Democrat just because we're different types of Democrats. And he's not as his agenda is definitely pretty far to the left, but he doesn't present as I guess it was just very satisfying to me that he actually does think that, that he does yeah, think Fox news is know. Peter Doocy is a stupid son of a bitch that I, like, I, yeah. I think that that's nice that I do, Cause otherwise I would have assumed maybe that he had a, he wasn't as irritated by him yeah. or Fox news or Republicans, but this was just kind of a tale from Joe Biden that I personally really appreciated. Yes. I agree.
0: I think something that Biden posted that like a comedian that I liked kind of interpreted was like Biden was like I just didn't expect that they were going to work so hard to obstruct me like you know Republicans and other Democrats and somebody wrote like yeah it's like quote like I'm white why are they doing this? like I expect this for exactly. Obama but not for me and it's just like <laughs> yeah like it is for right it is um hard to remember that like yeah he is like a Democrat and he does like he really thought. That people were gonna go in good faith and work shit out, and that a lot of the shit that, you know, mm-hmm. Obama faced was because he was black, but it was like, no, these people are just yeah. evil and they don't care about progress on totally. this country. Yeah.
2: Or like it is, but also we're far enough in the future now that people also recognize that you are working in service of potentially maybe helping black people. And well, so, like, you're gonna well, get this. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Like the racism has evolved now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: you know, not to get depressing again, but like the people Kyle Rittenhouse killed were, were white, and they don't exactly. talk about that any at all because once you help black people or whatever, that's no. It.
3: They weren't. They weren't withhold. They weren't like upholding whiteness, so they're yeah. not. They're not really... uh, They're not part of this. They're not part of this at all. A a lot of people also were just like... I mean, even sometimes, you know, people on the left can fall into the, like, sleepy Joe. But I saw a lot of, like, this is a solid joke. Like, was a pretty good joke. It was really quick. Didn't miss a beat. (laughs) Sarcastic. Yeah, I
2: think it... He knows, I, I honestly he knows think it's, the it's an issue. Most <laughs> likable, best Joe moment right? we've gotten in a while. Like, I actually feel like this is maybe the best news cycle he's had. <laughs> more of this. More, like I said, I,
3: I, I was nervous. I was monitoring comments on our post last night because I just just out of curiosity. And if there was anything, you know, vicious, I was going to I was going to remove it or hateful. But people were just like, this is the Joe I've been I've been missing. So, yeah, great, bring it on, Joe. I'm sure yeah. no one
0: likes inflation, like <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. A question. <laughs> well, that's you oh, stupid yeah. son
2: of a bitch. <laughs> <This> <laughs> is
3: amazing. I, I mean, obviously that will in the next week or so be added to our intro.
2: Obviously,
1: we're gonna oh, do yeah, 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 we gotta intro.
2: put it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options? Feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea; They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash fever dream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
3: Speaking of stupid son of a bitches, easiest segue ever. We got to talk about Miss Sarah Palin. Oh. Our girl traveled from Alaska all the way to New York City this week ahead of her. I can't big believe she's
2: still allowed on a plane. <laughs> right? Exactly. I can't, I can't this, believe she hasn't whole, gotten her house on the no-fly list yet.
3: This whole story is actually a case for vaccine mandates to fly, for sure. Oh, no. so she, oh, Jesus. So she came to New York City because she has a big libel lawsuit against the New York Times, and we're going to get into details on that in a second. Yesterday... <laughs> Yesterday she said she tested positive for COVID. Palin is proudly unvaccinated, has already had COVID once last year, and says she would get the jab over her dead body, and was also said her children are not vaccinated. So it's confusing why she was allowed to dine at an Upper East Side eatery oh, a few Tim days Tam ago. And
2: Tigaru and her, her kids name
3: are
0: like Bristol and and all that shit. It's oh, like no. if there's anyone unvaccinated, <laughs> it's fucking trip in Bristol. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, if you ever come across a trip, I would definitely ask, inquire about their vaccination status, for sure. And Sarah Palin, no, she's a she's a notable celebrity. Like, most people would recognize her in New York. So it's confusing why she was allowed to just sort of walk right in to a New York City restaurant. Here in New York, uh, they are required to check ID cards for indoor dining. I would say about 95% of the time mine is checked, but not 100. Do you yeah. guys find it's 100%?
2: I'm mostly checked like yeah. I it's I'm trying to think the last time I went into one and they didn't actually look for it well they really I would have say
0: I would say like you're right Amanda like I would say 90 percent or like 85 percent they check mm-hmm. because sometimes like well if I'm a regular at places they're not going to check or something like yeah. that but um right it's kind of like I could see the attitude of someone being like, oh, well, you can't go anywhere in New York if you're not vaccinated. So do I really have to stop what I'm doing in a busy time and check every single person? Yes, and And I think that's important with this.
3: Yeah, I mean, the restaurant, so the manager of the restaurant, it's a high, I've never been here. It's called Elio's. It's on 84th and 2nd, I think. It's apparently like a, you know, there Sounds are these like fancy. little Italian restaurants on the Upper East Side. Like, it's like that restaurant in Sex and the City early season where where Big would take Carrie, I feel like. It's just sort yeah. of sceney. Like, we're old people. It's like a social club for old people, that type of thing. And I guess she was old enough. So the manager of the restaurant said they weren't working that night, the manager, but suspected Palin came in with a regular who the staff knows is vac- vaccinated and must have slipped through the cracks. The manager called this a, quote, unfortunate oversight and said they were most concerned with making sure the staff is safe moving forward and other diners that night are notified. The New York city government said, quote, Miss Palin needs to respect small business workers and mm. follow the rules just like everybody else, mm. which I think is important here. Like you said, yeah. this is Sarah Palin's fault. This is sick 100%. that she would just mm. walk into a place she knows she's not allowed for health reasons.
2: That's what I'm saying is like, again, it's I mean, you know, calling Republicans hypocrites is like you find a million ways to do it a day. But like, you're going to sit here and be like businesses are hurting we i love small businesses and then you're gonna publicly get a small business in trouble because you know what maybe those people knew sarah palin was unvaccinated maybe not but if i'm a hostess at a restaurant and sarah palin comes in i don't want to fucking deal with kicking her out Totally. like if you're on your second shift and you have like who knows how exhausted that person is and like she basically put it on hourly workers to either expose themselves to COVID or kick Sarah Palin out of your restaurant and become the focal point of some huge, crazy thing. Right, you're right. It's I, not just
3: like, oh, she broke the rules because she's not allowed to be there. Ma'am, you're not allowed to be there because you could be carrying a deadly infectious disease, which you were. Like, it's not yeah. It's not like, in a, like a random, oh, you just didn't check. Like, there's a reason you cannot be in the room with other people. Yeah,
2: and she knows that she can't be there.
0: Yeah, also, I would just say that, like, Sarah Palin for all intents and purposes, like she was running in 2008, 2009, like, like, or 2007, 2008, like she's hasn't been really relevant for a long time. So I wouldn't blame an employee of a restaurant for like, not see, like knowing, looking at her. True. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm just thinking like, she looks like any she should other have been masked white on other... her way in as well. Exactly. Uh, she like yeah, she's like a twenty one like year old girl. Twenty one year old you know? girl, and you see this white woman who's older come in with a regular. You're not gonna say you know you, like I don't know. I don't even think that they knew that you're she was a. You're making a calculation
3: of if that's if getting in a fight with this woman is worth your time when you know with all of these work shortages you're probably got two other tables yelling at you. Yeah, exactly. You probably haven't been tipped well all night. You're trying to protect yourself. Like of course I can totally I can totally see. How this how this happens? Like any other, I saw a funny tweet that um a guy went and his mom his mom didn't recognize her. His mom thought it was Tina Fey.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's, That's really funny. <laughs> and Tina Fey lives on the Upper East Side or something. She lives west. Upper Upper West Side. But so I, I'm just oh saying no. that like I don't even think it was. I think that these people just didn't know who she was, and they probably assumed that this woman yeah. was vaccinated because what you know? Why would you go into a restaurant in New York if you're not? Um, of course it's also yeah.
2: so funny to me and so sad to be like oh my god I served Tina Fey tonight and then it's like no bitch you served Sarah Palin and she had COVID <laughs> like and you should probably it's like, go get tested like the test biggest it. like like excitement to fall I could possibly
0: imagine <laughs> I mean also like I didn't know that she was in New York City because of her libel case. Like, what a oh, dumb oh, yeah. bitch! And Can,
3: it's postponed, which is the best part. Because you know she doesn't like it here. Maybe she does, and she just acts they like she all doesn't, love but it here. she's. But now she's stuck don't here. Like her here. I'm sorry. She they all love
0: it here in New York. I mean, but,
3: she f- she found a insider at an Upper East Side establishment. But that's such a good point. It's like when somebody's walking in, you don't know if it's you know some woman who is with somebody else who just forgot to show you her app or if it's a famously anti-vaccine anti-science former yeah. vice presidential candidate because like you're right we're old that was in 2008 21 year olds they might not like recognize her now
2: yeah no Kiki Palmer didn't know who Dick Cheney was, famously. Exactly. This is
3: kind of the type of restaurant though where and and I'm completely speculating where it's like it feels like the kind of place where like the way, the servers, it's a career. Like it's yeah, they yeah. are experienced, mm. they might be on the older side, but um it, it doesn't matter. It, as Sarah we've said, Palin not been holding
0: rid of them for a while. Precisely. Um but can I just say my first ever protest. Like in person, because I was the president of Activist Collective in college, and one of the first protests was going to uh, a Sarah Palin like speaking event rally thing and protesting outside of it in Orange County, California, and it was a crazy time, formative experience. (laughs) Uh, I saw her, and here we are. And here we are. Yeah, we were all fucking yeah, because that was like it's so crazy. Everyone was so aghast about her and like. Now she's, like, even a little bit more I mean, people tamer say than a more you know. Um, that's so true. Teams, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
3: yeah, full circle moment. So what is she even here for? She is here for a libel lawsuit against the New York Times. The judge postponed this for February 3rd because Palin tested positive three times. Her team was like, no, <laughs> so she like can she do it. it. Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> she <is> so stupid. <laughs> like, she's very
3: very covid positive
0: very much Um, but they were like
3: "Uh, she can do it she's here she really like (laughs) my impression was not even like
0: (laughs) mess. that's not how
3: it works that's not how it works sir (laughs) i don't know if in alaska you just like which is probably has a super fancy super fancy lawyer anyway but jury selection was supposed to begin this week And she was also expected to give testimony. Why is this happening in the first place? In 2017, the New York Times published an editorial that included a link between Sarah Palin's political rhetoric in some of her political mailers and the shooting that wounded Gabby Giffords in Arizona and killed six others. It was in the context of that shooting of GOP lawmakers um, at that Virginia baseball game. So it was like it was a conversation about gun violence, political rhetoric. And the op-ed made a false link between Palin's rhetoric and um, what led to the shooting in Arizona. That information was added by the piece's editor, which is just, as a writer, infuriating that somebody would add something so problematic to your work. Oh my God, that <laughs> is so crazy. <laughs> Plus, James Bennett was, he resigned. He's the guy that resigned from The Times last year because he let Tom Cotton publish that op ed that glorified the police state and encouraged violence against protesters. So, this was not, uh, this op ed editor ultimately, his judgment was ultimately questioned in a way where he no longer even works there. Anyway, this was retracted the next day. This is a catastrophic journalistic error, but is it illegal? It is famously difficult to win defamation lawsuits against the press, or even for it to get as far as it has. The Times hasn't lost a case like this in 50 years. As you can imagine, just the volume of stuff that they publish, they're getting this a lot. The plaintiff has to prove that the publisher of the damaging report must have acted with, quote, actual malice, by either knowing the information was false or by displaying reckless disregard for the truth. So Palin and her supporters, this isn't just about Sarah Palin. This sort of goes back to this overall right-wing conspiracy that the media is like viciously biased against them. And she's definitely hoping that she can, with this case, maybe if she gets some sort of victory or gets a lot of attention around it, that can play into their narrative that the media is not unbiased, that every source of news, everything is fake. The failing New York Times uh, cannot be trusted. But the outcome of that is now delayed because she wouldn't get vaccinated. Well,
2: and got COVID. And got COVID. (laughs) Not only did she not get vaccinated, but she didn't self isolate or do anything that one would need to do to make to be safe before. Like she's probably not. She's probably maskless in Bloomingdale's right now. I mean, listen. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on these streets for Truly Sarah, because she's.
3: Not, I
0: never felt you gotta protect safer. yourself
2: from her because she is not gonna protect you. I've from never her, felt safer so, in Bushwick
0: so. than I have.
2: <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, come to Bedsty, Sarah Palin.
3: Yeah,
0: come come to come meet Eric Adams at his <laughs> quote right? unquote apartment. No, she's <laughs> yeah, from yeah, Alaska. Come to Eric but, Adams she's house. from Alaska,
3: but Bedstuy's too far out for her.
0: She, oh, wow. She'll, she would just take a small plane to bedside like they do in Alaska when shit is too far. <laughs> <hard. laughs> they take small planes everywhere. God. Remember when she said she could see Russia from her house and that was her foreign mm-hmm. policy? God bless it. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: God bless yeah. it. Well, now she's probably can only see Central Park from her hotel room.
2: ha <laughs> ha! Amanda,
3: uh, I'm just, the fact that this delays her hearing is uh, is just incredible. I mean, it probably sucks for the people that, uh, I mean, imagine you get a jury summons, and you're like, oh, so annoying, I gotta take the day off, and then you go, and they're like, oh, actually, you can leave, because this involved Sarah Palin, who got COVID from being unvaxxed, and now it's, and now it's
2: delayed, oh, it just... It's a- I hope that Sarah Palin's hotel is directly across from the theater that's playing the Hugh Jackman Sutton Foster Music Man and she can just stare at it and think about how much that would be so her jam and she can't go because she's not vaccinated and she has COVID and she's so dumb and she could probably get tickets and see it and it's probably really good, but she can't go. And that's from what Elise, I that Sarah is Palin. the
3: sickest, most vicious burn you could ever yeah, get from I Elise Morales. I musical
2: theater envy upon her. I wish for her to be steps from Hugh Jackman, Music Man, but well, not be note, able to see it. Before I meant
3: to do this in the earlier uh, in the earlier segment, but I thought we could end with recommendations of things that have maybe made this this pandemic second pandemic January a little, maybe a little easier, uh, a little more bearable. What have you guys been been? How have you been getting through it? Anything in particular you want to
0: recommend?
2: Uh, I just watched that new scary series on Netflix, Archive 81.
0: Someone has to do. Scary. Someone, I know. Someone has to do content about it and is scared to do it. So. <laughs> <It's>,
2: oh, no. <laughs> it is scary. It is scary. And the the end of the day, it's always good to keep in mind. As bad as things get, you don't live in a satanic ghost Apartment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I haven't been lucky enough yet, but. Uh, that's so <laughs> You haven't
2: been chosen by Satan to live Wait, in a my, my <laughs> recommendation.
3: My recommendation involves ghosts, too, but I think in a totally different way. There's this British mm-hmm. show called Ghosts, and I just read that there's an American adaptation that oh, had a first yeah, season, yeah, yeah. two that's apparently very different. So I'm going to recommend, I haven't seen that, so I'm going to recommend the British one. I mean, as always. Yes. Uh, it's very cozy, the British version. It's called Ghosts. You can watch it on HBO Max. There are three seasons. It is about um, a couple that move into, like, I think one of their family's estate. And it is inhabited by like half a dozen ghosts who all have different personalities and like lives. And uh, of course they all, you know, become like this very loving family and there are all these shenanigans. And it's just very like lovely and cozy and uh, everyone likes each other and is nice to each other. And it's very sweet. What's yours, Millie?
0: Um, You know, again, I'm gonna have to do Station Eleven. I still- I started. Yeah, I really liked it. I just bought the book. Um, but that really made me think of art and creating in a whole different way, and that was great. Um, so that's kind of my recommendation. Obviously, oh, we gotta talk about cheer. Not today, but we do oh, have right, to talk but about cheer,
1: Amanda, yes. because
0: yeah. Elise, least said that Netflix ruined these people's lives. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we do have to talk about cheer. I watched Don't Look Up. Not good. No.
3: That is our show. We will be back, of course, to talk about all those subjects and hopefully not with like a side of uh, racial animosity mm-hmm. <laughs> until <laughs> the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Lily Tamaros. And this is the Betches Sub
1: Podcast. Bye.